Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, life and confidence coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence, own your self-worth, and to elevate all areas of your life. Join me for soulful yet straight-talking chats with epic humans, juicy DNMs with me, and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love and deserve. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello beautiful humans, welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I'm your host Evie and it's so good to be here with you all today. Today I am joined by a really special human, Kylie Holmes. She is a powerhouse and I am so excited to share this episode with you today. Kylie Holmes is an intuitive life coach, space holder and past life healer for big hearted lightworkers and leaders. She guides women to embody their whole, wildly messy, beautiful self so that they can remember who they are at soul level and show up in this world sharing their own delicious magic. She is known for her magnetic, grounded energy and powerful, intuitive guidance, her ability to lovingly call her clients out and up and hold them so deeply to activate the most powerful healer of all, themselves. Mixing fire with the feminine, Kylie creates incredibly safe spaces for her clients to be seen exactly as they are in every moment and take courageous ownership of their life. How good is that? Kylie is such a powerhouse and today we're talking about the importance of connecting with the feminine cycle to really elevate your life. Kylie shares a bit about her own journey with this and some of her experiences, why she feels we're so disconnected from our cycles. She also talks us through the four different phases of the cycles and how we can liken this to the seasons of nature and the seasons of our lives. We also share some really practical ways that you can help to reconnect with yourself and live a more aligned life. There are so many nuggets of wisdom in this conversation, and I think you're going to find it super juicy and powerful. So definitely stay tuned and let us know what your biggest takeaways are. If you're on Instagram, take a screenshot, tag us in it, and let us know what you're thinking. We would love to connect with you more on there and follow on this conversation because it's a really important one. So without further ado, here is the one and only Kylie Holmes. Hey, beautiful Kylie. Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really thrilled to have you on the show. Oh, you're so welcome. It is delicious to be here with you and just chatting with you and feeling your energy is just, oh, yum. Thank you. Amazing, amazing. I totally feel your energy too. I'm like all fizzing and so excited for this. (laughs) So (laughs) would you start us off with a dose of inspiration and share your favorite quote and why? When you first asked me this, I um, <clears throat> I love this question. I love that you ask all your podcast guests this. And it's really funny. And just a backstory of this as well. I listened, when I first listened to your podcast, it was an episode with your now hubby. And he asked you this question. And I, was, I remember I was walking down the street, right? And he asked you this question. And I, I remember thinking, oh, I, I know what quote she's going to say. 
this is the first time I've ever heard your voice, right? <laughs> and sure enough, sure enough, you said it. So it's it's one of also my favorite quotes. Um, and it's the quote, our deepest fear is not that we are in a, inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. And I freaking, I adore this quote and I love it so much. And that was actually one of the quotes that I was going to share with you today. But I just wanted to share that backstory because I, I love how we're already connected in that way. <laughs> yes, I love that so much. That's so cool. Um, but I'm now reading this book. Um, it is called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Have you read it? It is. Oh, started it. I, I still need to keep coming back to it. Yeah, it, it's. Oh, I freaking love it. And she shares this quote, and I've heard her speak about this before, and it's it's kind of like a refurbished quote um, from John Steinbeck, and it's, and now that you don't have to be perfect, you can be good. And she's changed this, so it's now, and now that now that we don't have to be good, we can be free. And I was like, yes, ah! like just take a fucking breath, like. And it's just everything that I teach, everything that I teach around just breaking down those constraints around yeah. being the good girl, about following society in a way that just strips us of our power mm. um, and just allows us to be free. So, yeah. And now that you don't have to be good, you can be free. That is, yeah. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I love that so much. And when you said then you can be free. I was like, I full on got goosebumps. And I was like, yes, 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 yes. So good. Thank you for sharing that one. I haven't heard that, but sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Highly recommend um, the book to everyone listening. Mm. Yes, 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 mm. yes. That's another good question, actually. I should ask people as, as books. I'm such yes. a huge um, a huge fan of books and um, all of the personal development world. But yeah, amazing. Mm. So Let's dive in. Tell us a bit about yourself, Kylie, and how you came to doing what you do now and, yeah, a bit about your backstory. Mm. I know you're going to love this after our previous conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I feel like it starts – I want to take you back to when I first moved to Perth. So I'm a Kiwi, um, and I moved to Perth probably about 10 years ago. And I feel like this was probably when my adult life started. So I moved away from home, you know, I was working for myself. Um, I was financially just um, looking after myself in all the ways. And so I feel like this is really when I just came into my own. And so at the time I was, I was working as a personal trainer. And so again, I was was working for myself and very much immersing myself in this PT world. Uh, There was a lot of people around me that were competing So in figure competitions and bodybuilding, uh, like bikini competitions, all that kind of stuff. So I was very much immersed in that world. And a lot of people were like, they were trying to get me on stage, right? And (laughs) I just was like, no, it's not happening. Like you will never see me on stage in a bikini, high heels. It's it's just never going to happen. Like it's just not me, which is really funny because I'm a Leo and like Leo's love the stage, like yeah. But that's very much a part of me that I've suppressed for just friggin' years. Mm. And um, I remember I was I was training a client at the time, and she was she was training for a competition. She was training for a bikini competition, and I remember she turned to me and she said, "Kylie, I'm just 
I'm fucking shit on myself. Like, I am terrified of getting on stage. And I just, I turned to her and I said, girl, you are going to freaking rock it up there. You are going to be absolutely amazing. And you're going to feel so freaking good. Like, I just, I believe in you so much. And I know that you can, know that you can do this. And as soon as I said that, I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I need to practice what I preach. (laughs) Yep. And it was in that moment that I was like, damn it. (laughs) Um, And said yes to competing as well. And so it was just a journey of its own, but there were so many emotions that I felt throughout that whole, that whole time. And I just remember being scared shitless. I was terrified. I was so terrified. And I got on stage and this is a really beautiful lesson for me to come back to because I got on stage and it was like the best friggin' time ever. Like, you could like people on the stage could feel it from me as well like my smile was massive and I have a big smile but like it was massive and it was just so much fun and I love that I can come back to that time and time again it's like what if like those things that scare us most what if those things that scare us most are actually the things that bring us the most joy yeah and I know this is resonating for you right now because because of our conversation and but yeah, there was just, it was, it was a really awesome time for me. And so I remember being backstage at a competition once and it was the Arnold's over in Melbourne. And um, I was backstage and we were lining up to get on stage and there was this girl next to me that looked phenomenal. She looked incredible. And I turned to her and I said, you look amazing. Like, congratulations. And I just, I remember this so vividly. She turned to me and she just looked at me up and down. And then just turned away. And I was like, what? Like, I don't want this world. Like, mm. I, I don't want this for myself. Like, I don't want this for the woman around me. Like, how the hell do I change this story? Mm. Like, how do I change this story? And so I went back to work after that. And I definitely found myself um, connecting with my clients on a different level. So Instead of just focusing, okay, how are we gonna how are we gonna move the body today? How are we gonna um, how are we gonna change the body? It's it was okay, but why are you coming here? Mm. Why do you want to move your body? Why do you want to look a certain way? What what's the reason behind it? Yeah, and so that was just like, I think that was kind of what drew me into life coaching. Um. And even though I had no idea what what life coaching was, or and I feel like everybody says that before they go into life coaching. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was like, okay, maybe this is my next step. So as life turns out, I um I I met a guy, we traveled the world together, and I started life coaching whilst I was living in Belgium. And I think we go into a life coaching certification and we know okay, cool, we're going to learn how to become a life coach, right? But I don't think anyone ever expects to go on the journey that they go on. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a whole personal journey of your own. Yeah. And this is when I think, and I believe that my conscious spiritual journey began. Mm -hmm. And I say conscious because I believe like absolutely everybody is a spiritual being. Absolutely everybody is a spiritual being. Um, but this is where I consciously started becoming a 
like aware of, okay, what's going on around me. It's when I started connecting to my cycle. It's when I kind of just started really tapping into my own intuitive abilities, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that was kind of, um, I got engaged to that guy that I was traveling with and then intuitively felt that that was just off. So I broke off that engagement. I stumbled across um, Reiki healing. I stumbled across Reiki healing as, as you stumble <laughs> across these things, right? I stumbled across past life healing and it just lit me up like I was so excited by it. Mm. Um, and I think really just from that moment, it was just really been tapping into my um, intuition, into my power, into um, that curiosity of, mm. okay, where can I go with this? Like what miracles can we, can we find today? what miracles are going to drop for us today. And I think just following that curiosity um, has just led me, led me here and just doing, doing what I'm doing. Oh, so good. I'm like, there's so much to acknowledge and, and celebrate and, and talk about. I'm like, where could we go with this? Mm. Um, I love the question of what miracles can we, can happen today or where are the, where's, where's the next miracle or, or how can we experience it? What a beautiful question. Mm. And also just your, yes resonate with your story so much we're so aligned and connected in so many ways that I never knew until until just recently and um yeah your journey of like following following your heart following your intuition and and the breadcrumbs that excitement and the curiosities I love that so much and so amazing amazing let's dive into our conversation I guess Mm. um so we wanted to talk a bit about today about how we can connect to our feminine cycle and how we can I guess, to use that to elevate our lives. So do you want to maybe start us off by why are we disconnected from our cycle and all the cycles of life as well? And um, yeah, let's dive in there. Oh, I love this. I love this so much. And I think I want to tell you about my story first, because I feel like Mm. um, this will resonate with a lot of people and might like drop a few ahas for them. Um, Yeah. And so why I believe that I'm disconnected before I move into like a, um, the world as a whole, I actually don't remember the first time I ever bled. Like mm. I don't, I don't remember it. And I just find that absolutely wild that this huge rite of passage that I've experienced is just non-existent in my, in my conscious mind. And I believe that it's just totally around um, it being so traumatic because of how we see periods of how we see the cycle as a whole it's just it's very much made to be seen as disgusting or like taboo or anything like that and so I believe my mind has just been like no it's too hard let's let's just not even go there like I remember the first time um I used a tampon for example and I inserted it wrong and it was so uncomfortable it was horrible and I, I think I was about 11 or 12 at the time and I had no one to talk to about it. Yeah. And well, I had people around me that I could, probably could talk to about it, but I was terrified of talking about it because one, it made me super uncomfortable and I've, I've grown up with the story of, okay, well, it's really gross. So nobody wants to talk about it with you. Like you, you don't trust that somebody is actually going to be there to help you. Mm. Um, and I just couldn't use my voice. I couldn't speak up. And I, f- I feel like that is a huge reason why we are disconnected to our voice as well. Um, mm. And not to mention, it made others uncomfortable. 
it made others uncomfortable. So I was just like not willing to do it. And so I just kind of suffered in silence. And I feel like for many years, a lot of us have been suffering in silence in regards to how we deal with this gross thing that's happening. Because mm. that's what we that's what we know, right? And so fast forward a few years, I went on the pill. Um and I jumped on the pill when I was about fifteen and didn't really know much about it. I jumped on it and thought, sweet, I'm gonna stop getting pregnant. Like I well, not stop getting pregnant, but I'm not gonna get pregnant. You know, if I take this, I'm not gonna get pregnant. And even better, I could stop my period if I want. Like I could just skip these pills and just continue on with life because getting your period is inconvenient, right? And so I was on the pill for probably about 15 years, nearly 15 years. And it wasn't until about five years ago that I realized what the pill actually did, like Mm. what hormonal contraceptives actually do to your body. And actually they suppress your cycle. They dull your emotions. They, they'll, they dull your hormonal rhythms. And it's like, how do I not know this? How did, how did yeah. I not know this? How did I take this for so long and not know these things? I, and again, it, it goes back to a, f- a few years ago, I only just realized that whilst on the pill, I wasn't actually having a menstrual bleed. Mm. Like it was actually just a hormone withdrawal bleed. Like, I just, I just think that's absolutely wild. And it's like... <clears throat> Going back to kind of, okay, so where does this come from? Where does this come from? And you may have heard of the red tent concept. Have you heard of that? No. Oh, okay, amazing. So back in ancient times, so women were actually celebrated for um, for bleeding. And amazing. it was seen as a really sacred practice. So before artificial lighting, women would actually come together and they would, they would go into a field or like the forest or something and they would bleed together under the new moon because they were just seen as this super powerful, like um, incredible being and they wanted to harness that power together. And so men and women found this a hugely sacred practice, which oh, I just think is absolutely delicious. Mm, so and I beautiful. Think, and I think in, until like a certain point where then – you know, men actually came to see how powerful women actually were during that phase um, and started kind of like, oh, holy shit. Okay, we actually feel a little bit threatened now. Let's Mm. change this narrative. Let's change this narrative. And instead of being this sacred, beautiful practice, let's change it into, oh, no, that's disgusting. Let's strip women of their power. Let's make them small. And let's associate all this shame with our menstrual cycle. And I think it's just, I think that's where it's ultimately come from, is this shame that we hold around it. Yeah. It's so sad. It's so mm. sad. And hearing your story and like, yeah, I can I can relate to definitely parts of that as well. And I'm like, yeah, why, why do we never have a safe place to talk about this stuff? And why was it always taboo? And yeah, all of these crazy things that we're just fed from, all sorts of things, I guess, from society and, and media and and it's kind of passed down stuff as well. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really sad to hear you to hear you share that, but it's totally true and I, I, I hear you. Yeah, mm. I get it. Yeah. It's just wild. I, I just it every time I sit down and think about it, I'm like, fuck. It's just it blows my mind. <laughs> it blows yeah. My mind. 
I, I feel like it's slowly starting to shift. And I think obviously having more of these conversations is so wonderful. So yeah, thanks for bringing this to light for us all. Um, yeah, but I feel like it's slowly, slowly changing. Hey. Yeah. And I, I definitely think it is like, I know a lot of the circles that I'm around now, it's, um, you can talk about it a lot more openly. And I do mm. <laughs> like, I, I probably overshare and not overshare, I share a nice amount in circles that probably don't really appreciate it. Um, but I think we need to, Yeah, like I think we need to have those conversations where it makes others uncomfortable because yeah. at the end of the day, it is a fucking beautiful practice, mm. right? Like it, <laughs> there was so much goodness to it, not to mention, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll share this probably a little bit later as well, but women are like the most psychic and intuitive throughout their bleed. Yeah. And like to just strip that of us is just yeah. We need to we need to take back that power and actually start sharing about it and having those awkward conversations and just being okay with it. It's like when you think about um like walking through a supermarket mm-hmm. and I know for many years, like you go down the tampon aisle, you grab a box of tampons and chuck it at the bottom of the trolley and cover it with like your meat or your bread or whatever that looks like so that nobody saw it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, laughing, why? back of memories. I know, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. just wild. Yeah. Oh, so, so interesting. Um, yeah. And do you know what? It's interesting. I'm just trying to think back along my journey as well. And one thing that was just coming to me like the coolness of it, like that, like that, like it was like, oh my goodness, that's so cool that we do this. Is that how, like you would say, all of the women would go at a certain time of the month and they're all in, in cycle together. And I used, I remembered hearing that or learning, probably reading it in some like trashy magazine one time, but realizing that when you live with other women, you often are in similar cycle and time and, and things like that. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I can't think of another word, but for me, it's like, it was a cool thing that that happened. But actually, like, that's magical. That's amazing that that happens, right? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I was the same. For many years, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, yeah, you know, if me and you live together, would would sing. Well, I mean, wow, that's, that's cool. But like, you st- you literally stop and think about that and you're like, yeah what the hell like yeah. how does that happen and it's like and it comes back to you know um just thinking with the moon mm. and if you look up at the moon and literally connect with the moon every night and this is how I first connected to my cycle um oh, and beautiful. just the beauty of the moon was just looking up at the moon and next minute I know it didn't even take that long like within the month I was connected and my menstrual cycle was connected to the moon cycle amazing okay cool this is this is really weird but we're rolling with it <laughs> yeah being under the moonlight yeah I heard that I think it was Ms. Melissa Ambrosini who was talking about it in some way but anyway she was sharing that she doesn't sleep with curtains and things and they just have the moonlight and because she wants to be under the moonlight and I was like oh wow that's so cool and um makes total sense yeah yeah and that's I, yeah it just goes back to like back in the ancient times yeah they just live by the moon yeah that's what we would have done yeah there's no artificial lights and yeah yeah, totally interesting and so how do you feel about like the the female menstrual cycle also linking with mother nature as we've just so beautifully connected and then also like the seasons and cycles of life as well like how do you see that all linking oh okay so this is how I first 
this is how I first started kind of really tracking my cycle. Um, and I just, it blows my mind how connected it is when you actually start looking into it. Like how we're connected to the moon cycles, for example, like a typical um, feminine cycle is 28 days. And that's not to say that everyone's cycle is 28 days. It's just, you know, everyone's going to be unique. Um, but a moon cycle is 28 days, you know, and then that 28 days can actually be split into four phases. And how I actually love to track it is through um, connecting each of those phases with the earth seasons. Because like when you actually start correlating it and you kind of thinking of like you think about, so for example, day one of your bleed, um, you can associate to winter time. And so the external winter that we experience, when we think about winter, we think right now at my house, it is blowing, it's titties off, it is, <laughs> it's raining, it's cold, and it's like, you know, you, you want to be cuddled up in front of a fire with a hot chocolate or a cup of tea or whatever that looks like. You want more sleep, you want more rest, all those sorts of things. And like when we think about day one of our period and throughout our bleed, we want those exact things, right? Like we want all of those things. And so they just line up so beautifully. Like I think, um, you know, when we start tapping into our inner winter, which is what I like to call it and what so many people around around the world call it now as well, um, is just really starting to just go inward and just allowing yourself that hibernation time, um, allowing yourself to to meditate more um, and just to just tap into your own wisdom. Because like I was saying before, like, during our bleed, we are our most potent. We are so freaking powerful. It's not even funny. And by actually connecting to that phase and honoring, I think that's huge here, is honoring what your body wants from you during that phase, you're able to connect so much more deeply to yourself. Like, it's just, yeah, it's wild. Like, would you say the same when you're bleeding? Oh, yeah, totally. And, like, I wouldn't want to go do, like, a full-on workout or something. Yeah, um, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I like that we can liken it to the seasons because I think sometimes that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Um, well, the, you know, the, the, the seasons of nature. Yeah. It's, and so, oh, it. you go. I was just going to say it's such a practical way to think about it. Like, I think as well, like, yeah. when you're f new to the – like starting to track your cycles and stuff like that. It's just such a beautiful way to really ground your energy into what you already know. Yeah. What you already know. And it's just like, it's just, it makes it easy. Like yeah. it actually just makes it easy. And it's like something that I come back to time and time again, especially through your inner winter, because we were having this conversation as well before the podcast. And it's like, we find it really hard to slow down We find mm. it really hard to just stop. And it's like, during our winter, the most productive thing that we can do is slow down. Yeah. The most productive thing we can do during our inner winter is to slow down. Because if we do that, we're allowing ourselves to speed up again. Yeah. Slow down yeah. to speed up. So if we slow down throughout winter, then we're going to be able to speed up and do all the things throughout the rest of our cycle. Mm, thank you for sharing that. It's almost like a permission slip when you put it in those words. Like that's that's what that's your job. That's the most productive thing to do. That's your your goal almost. Um, yeah, totally. And do you want to share about the other parts of the cycle as well, and and take us through those four phases? Definitely. So basically, again, it goes back to like working on a like twenty eight day cycle generally. Um, every phase is going to be different. So 
for me, for example, my winter phase generally lasts between three to four days. So it's not necessarily seven days for each phase. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of tapping into um, what's going on for you and your body and how, how you're basically um, feeling into each phase. So mm-hmm. after winter, obviously, comes spring. And so during our inner, like when we think about the outer season of spring, we think, well, when I, when I think about this, I think little lambs, like really mm. cute, playful energy, like blossoming flowers, all that kind of thing. Like we want to be outside more, like the sun's yeah. on our face. We just want to, we want to be in it. And so again, it's really similar to our inner spring um, where our energy is increasing. You know, we're wanting to actually, um, actually go out in the world and do things. We want the sun on our face. And even though like we think of spring as being like flowery and cute little lambs and stuff like that, it's actually a very masculine orientated energy that we hold within spring. So it's like that action orientated of like, okay, we're starting, we want to get things done now. Like we want to get shit done. What can we do? And so it can be a really beautiful time to like actually tap into those downloads that you received throughout your inner winter when you are slowing down. So coming back to your spring and being like, okay, sweet. I actually want to implement things now. So yeah, really being in that playful energy of cool. We're going out. We want to, we want to play and starting to really build on that, that beautiful energy. Mm. Um, So then we move into summer and again, external summer, the vibe is high, right? We're we're here (laughs) for the party. (laughs) We we just want to play. We want to be around all the people like we're generally extroverted even if you are introverted you are generally more extroverted during your summertime some of um even external summer like the outer season of summer or internal inner season mm-hmm. of summer um our sexual energy is heightened so FYI great time to like plan those sexy little trips with your partner um <laughs> Or with yourself, I might add. Like I'm, I'm down for that that side as well. Again, we're in the energy of get shit done. Like we just want to be out. We want to be doing things. Uh, it's very much associated with the mother energy. So very nurturing. Like we, like we want to support people, and we're just like we just got that really caring nature during that summertime phase. Um, mm. I love the season, but it's it's um it's probably what you would call like that typical. Um, how people perceive women to be all the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Energy, right? <laughs> yeah. It's um, almost like, but but how we always, like you were like, we love the summer. And like, of course we love like the season in summer and we love like our inner summer because we're feeling so good. Um, yeah, it's interesting because it's like, well, we all just want to be there and we all just think we should be there all of the time perhaps. Um but absolutely yeah. and I love That's that so you true. said I love that you said should be there all the time because it yeah. is absolutely a story that it's like yeah we, we this is how we should be this is how mm. we should be and it's really interesting because the next phase obviously is autumn um much like the outer season season of autumn like we think the trees they're dropping their leaves um they're preparing for winter they're preparing for that hibernation and so again we are much the same like it's time that we actually check in with ourselves and be like okay well Mm. what leaves am I dropping like what is no longer serving me and me serving me in my life and what do I need to let go of here um yeah and it can be a super um, powerful time to do that because we are 
in that energy already. And so our autumn phase is associated to the wild woman. And I'm all about the wild woman. I freaking love the wild woman. But at the same time, she this phase and the wild woman and just everything that's associated with her has been very much suppressed in regards to what I was talking about before um, with mm. you know how we're disconnected to, to our cycles and stuff like that. And when we think about the wild woman, she's like this ragey, like just – I'm here to fuck shit up, woman, right? She's got that energy about her. Love it. <laughs> and so for for so many years, she has been suppressed because for, for multiple reasons, when we think about it, like it, she can be really uncomfortable for us to experience within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and much like the summertime energy, you know, how we were talking about um, a woman should be always happy. A woman should always be beautiful and, you know, pretty and all of those sorts of things. So to have the complete opposite of ragey, frustrated, like that sort of energy, it can be really um, hard for us to tap into. And and that's why often we just want to, we just want to push it down. We just want to suppress it. It's like, oh no, it's not there. We we don't have that part of us. But everyone has it, right? Everyone has it. And so that can be a really beautiful energy to like just tap into during that phase and just allow allow yourself to lean into the discomfort because yes. often that is where the magic is. And yeah. if we don't express it, it manifests in our body. Mm. And it just turns, oh, turns to custom, let's be real. Um, yeah. So I think it's just super important to just really allow ourselves to tap into that, tap into that, that rage, tap into that discomfort and just release whatever it is that needs to be released. Mm. and then obviously we circle back to winter um and back to our bleed and so something that I just want to like rec- um say here before we kind of move on is a be- a really beautiful practice to do moving from autumn to winter is actually bleeding on something so when I say that autumn phase is really ragey she can be really ruthless too so often we might find um ourselves like annoyed with everything and anything and so it can be a really powerful practice to actually recognize that, but not actually do anything about it. So wait for the bleed, go into the bleed and bleed on it so that we're actually receiving that intuitive, that psychic powers as well, so that we can really understand um, what that truth is surrounding that issue. Yeah, I love that. Beautiful. Yeah. And I'm also thinking like some journaling along the way here would be so wonderful to support you through all of this and make sense of it all. Um, yes. And, and yeah, absolutely. take that wisdom from it. That'd be so good. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole thing that's coming to me as you're speaking is just similar to what we were talking about prior to our, our podcast is just like allowing yourself to surrender to the season that you're in, whether that is your menstrual cycle, whether that's the season of life, whether, yeah, the seasons of nature is just like, this is where you're at. And there's so much wisdom and, and importance just in that season. And if we try and rush forward to the summer or the doing or the spring that we want to be in action and doing and, and feeling amazing, it's that, yeah, it's it's not always designed to be that way. And, and we're not always designed to be that way. And that's okay absolutely like I could not agree more with that like like you said how we're talking just before the podcast in regards to season of life like all of these things can be related to where we are in life yeah often we go through a winter phase 
and it's just a, a matter of recognizing that okay this is a winter phase for us even if the external season isn't winter it's just acknowledging that our life mm. is going through a winter phase and it's totally okay to slow down and rest because otherwise we miss out on the magic within that phase right we miss out on the magic and the miracles that happen in that phase because again it comes back to we are so powerful in that stage and we are we are so open to receiving downloads and psychic information and if we just keep going keep going keep going and strive for to be in our summer phase, we're going to miss those downloads, right? Mm, we're going to mm. miss all of that magic. Yeah. Speaking to me. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, totally, totally. It's uh, so much of what I love supporting people with as well as like dropping out of your head in the shoulds and the shouldn'ts mm. and, and being, yeah, being connected to your true self and, and to your intuition and letting that be your guiding light so that, yeah, you, you've, you soak up all of that wisdom and knowledge and yeah, intuitive guidance, totally. And it's almost like I'm, for me, I'm, I'm seeing the analogy almost like myself of wanting to run away from the winter or the autumn, for example, and go into more of the spring and the summer. And it's like, but if you, if you just keep pushing and forcing and like running into the summer, it's almost like you're for me, I'm, I don't know what, what the words are exactly, but it's, I feel like it's almost like dragging the weight of the winter with you into the summer. And then the summer's not even that great because you haven't moved through and dealt with or expressed or whatever it was that you needed to do in the winter in order to free yourself to move forward into the spring and summer. Yep. Oh, shit, yes. Yes, yes, yes. All of that. Because, yeah, we don't fully experience that season. We need to fully yeah. experience it to really allow ourselves to um, to gain what we need from it so that we're not yeah. taking, like if we don't rest, like you think about um, like sleep, for example, right? If if you have an hour sleep at night, mm. you're going to feel like crap the next day. Yeah, And our cycle is no different. Like if, if yeah. we only have, if we don't allow ourselves to rest during that winter phase, we're going to feel like crap throughout our summer phase. Mm. it's almost like now the thing that's coming to me is like deeply trusting that this too shall pass and like that it's it's not permanent and that summer's coming kind of thing like it's a cycle it'll it'll keep rolling through um yeah like Mm. deeply trusting surrendering getting out of your head and the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and just allowing yep absolutely like yeah trusting just dropping back and trusting that yeah we <laughs> we're cyclical beings yeah we're always I believe we are changing every day every moment and so just allowing yourself to sit with whatever it is that that needs to come forward for you so mm. that you can release it and and just move past it yeah so good love all these messages and wisdom that you're sharing and so just lastly on the same topic what are some of the practical ways that we can help connect back into ourselves into our cycle and yeah and take the wisdom and the goodness goodness from it yes so I think there's like I I feel like I shared a few things throughout each phase about what you can like kind of tap into within that and I think backing that up is just really coming back to really honoring really honoring what phase you're in well, yeah. just what we were talking about before is just really honoring what 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 cycle what phase you're in sorry and honoring what your body needs in each of them 
So yeah. something that I do is I track my cycle. Um, generally just like a really handy tip here is literally tracking your cycle on a calendar. So say for example, I'm on, I'm not day one at the moment, but if I was like, I can put day one on my calendar, which starting on the 26th. So, and then writing out my whole, whole cycle. So 28 days on a calendar. And so then you're aware of, okay, when are you going to be bleeding? When are you going to be in your in autumn? When you might feel like, okay, I don't really want to be around a huge amount of people right now. So let's not plan anything there. Let's yeah. not plan big events. Let's not plan a sexy weekend away. And so not to mention, if you do that as well, then you're able to then know when you're entering into your summertime phase. So when you're going to catch up with friends, when you're going to like plan really courageous outings, when you're going to like um, just want to be out doing things. So that can be a really beautiful, like just really practical way to actually start connecting with um, and honoring what's going on for you throughout the month. Um, so yeah, and just acknowledging that throughout like your winter and autumn, you're going to you're not going to want to see as many people, right? And this might be different for you because obviously everybody is different, right? So you've got to, and that's the beauty of tracking your own cycle. So tracking your own cycle so that you know what works for you and what doesn't. So for me personally, my, my inner autumn is really long. So I tend not to um, see a lot of people throughout that phase. Like I don't tend to plan a lot of outings simply because I know that I'm, my body just can't handle it. And if I do, then I allow myself that space to um, actually go back inward and spend time with myself post-event so that I can actually, um, you know, relax and kind of unwind from huge social gathering or whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like you said, journaling is epic during this and actually just a practice that I love is literally just getting up in the morning and writing out what day I'm on, what season I'm in, how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, and also noticing like what stories are coming up for me in that phase. And this is just a beautiful mindset practice as well, but like just recognizing maybe where your inner critic is highest throughout your cycle so that you can mm-hmm. deal with that accordingly again. Um, so you can, um, well, one, identify that it's your inner critic. So you can like drop out of that, but also so that you can actually um, plan your life accordingly, like yeah. plan to actually live in alignment with, with your cycle. I know so many people that do that these days and also knowing that just because you're bleeding, for example, and you aren't a hugely social person and you don't want to be around a lot of people doesn't mean you can't do it like and Mm. I think it's just becoming aware of okay I've got this huge gathering or I'm doing something really scary during during my bleed how can I support myself to show up in that space so you still show up anyway but you just have so much more awareness around how you can support yourself yep yep love it um yeah so other things what else do I want to say here um, I think it's just really about really coming back to honoring honoring it as honoring what it is you need mm. in every phase. I think that's yeah. just the that's huge. And having conversations about it. So like I think this is really important. 
is actually talking to your loved ones about it. So if you're if you're bleeding, telling your hubby or wife that you're bleeding or your kids yeah. or just make it normal. Like mm. just have those normal conversations with people around you to say, hey, I'm bleeding. Um, I'm going to be really tired. Would you be able to support me with X a little bit more? Yeah. And so bringing people into into that with you instead of feeling like you have to deal with it alone. And that's, it's these sorts of things that I think is just going to be really powerful in us just changing the story as a whole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that we don't pass this, this shame or this like taboo thing down to our kids and then their Mm. kids. Like it needs to, it needs to end with somebody. So it's about us just really starting to have those conversations and be like, this is completely normal and actually really bloody beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Thank you for sharing those. I was just, as you've been talking, I'm just like going back over memories and like sorting through my own stuff. And I just, I just had to share this. I know this is totally the wrong way of talking about things, but um, I just realized that when I must've been when I first got my period, because I was trying to recall my time, because you said you couldn't remember yours. I remember my mum putting some flowers by my bed and I was like, why what like why am I getting flowers it was the weirdest thing because I was like she never gives me flowers like why have I got some flowers and then I asked her and she was like oh because you're becoming a woman like this is something to celebrate and it was like this like really good thing and I was just like oh my god how can you think this is a really good thing type of thing interesting anyway sorry I know that was totally out of order but I just had to share that because it was yeah no it's getting all my my um my memories going it's actually not at all and I'm, I actually love that you brought it up here because this is another way that we can actually um connect with our cycle and also support others to connect to their cycle is actually bring back that rite of passage like yeah. celebrate our kids yeah. um and our teens and just really changing the like helping them change the story and celebrate them it's like oh my god this is incredible yes. like let's teach you about it yeah. Let's teach yeah. you about the seasons. Let's let's actually talk about it instead of handing you a pill and suppressing it. Yeah. Yeah, love that. Like so yeah. I'm I'm so glad you brought that up then because yeah, I think that's that that's the future, right? Yeah. And we we've just got to be the change, right? And like you say it starts with those conversations, oh well us owning it I guess a bit more and then those yeah, those other conversations with with the people in our world whoever they are. Um yeah, love that so much. Is there anything else you wanted to share around cycles before we just oh. shift gears slightly? Um, I think it just comes back to really just allowing yourself to be open to the magic of it. Yeah. Um, like there's so many teachers out there teaching this work these days. And there is so many different practices that you can do to connect to your cycle in so many beautiful ways. Um, And I think because it's been such a taboo topic and it's been such a gross thing that women get, it's really about just, okay, let's drop out of that, that mind frame for a second and let's be, let's just be open. Let's just be open to what is possible here. Mm. Mm. It could be a whole nother experience. Like you say, it could be magical. It is magical. Yeah. Exactly. Love, love, love that. 
Interesting, interesting. I feel like we can liken so many of these principles and themes that are coming through to so much of life in general. Oh. Um, but yeah, love love all the wisdom that you've shared so much. Thank you so much. We're just going to shift gears slightly to to some other um, yeah other questions. I'd love to know what have been some of the game changing practices, tools, rituals mm. that you've done on your own personal journey that have made a huge difference. I feel yes. like we've probably touched on a few already, actually, but fill me in. Um, do you know what the first thing that comes to mind? And <laughs> I know people are listening and are going to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, but seriously, it is like the biggest thing that has supported me is building a community around me or supporting myself with a coach. Yeah. Um, but actually having people around me that feel safe. Mm. um that allow me to just show up as I am I think that has that seriously was the biggest thing that supported me on this journey um because it was just beautiful being in that space and you'd know this being surrounded by expanders or being Mm. surrounded by just people that just saw you yeah without judgment and just allowed you to take up space is just like you can't put a price on it. Like it yeah, is invaluable, and it is absolutely massive. And it was massive for me. That was that was the biggest thing. Um, what yeah. else? Thank you for sharing that. I wholeheartedly agree as well. Yeah, uh, and I think it just comes back to like I, I know people hate to hear that, <laughs> but seriously, it was just it was the biggest thing that supported me. Um, Why do you think people hate hearing that? Is it because it's Oh, yeah, why do you think people hate hearing that? I'm fascinated to know your thoughts on that. I I think it's because whether it's because we don't want to seek support. Yeah. Like we're Something afraid of that. seeking support or um, generally it costs money to seek support. And I think in New Zealand we hold this, um, a huge mentality around money. Yeah. And that's just a whole other story completely. Um, yeah. but I think it's just, um, yeah, it comes back to, I, I believe it just, yeah, it comes back to, we've just been taught that you just need to suck it up. Yes. Just, and I should enough. be able to do this by myself yeah. and yeah. And tall poppy syndrome stuff. And yeah. yeah. Who do you think you are? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, totally. Like even just like the way that life coaches are, um, perceived in the media were yeah. on movies or anything like that it's always it's always a piss take right yeah it's, yeah totally. um I think they people people see that and they're like oh yeah no I don't need that I can just do it myself yeah interesting interesting mm. and I think I don't know if this is rings true for you sorry we're going on a little tangent but this is fascinating um I feel like it's like I should my story was I should have got that either from myself or from my family or from my best friends. And if I didn't get it from those people, then somehow I failed or those aren't good, good enough or successful relationships. And because I think what I took from what you your you shared earlier around coaching and, and being seen and held and things like that. And I think that that's the biggest thing for me was like fully being seen for who I am and no, no judgment, no like preconceived ideas. Yeah. Just none of that. Just like, this is me. I I want all of you, like you're totally held and accepted and loved for who you truly are. 
in your entirety. And I feel like, yeah, that if I wasn't getting that from my other people in my world, my family, my friends, then I was, I was failing or they were failing me or something. I'm not sure what the words are there, but I think that that was it for me. That was my story. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. Right. And I, I resonate with that big time. Um, yeah. And I believe like to some extent, I think the people around me think that because I'm seeking these sorts of things, I think they may have failed as well. Mm, um, when I don't actually think it's the case, it's just like, it, I agree. it's just completely um, taking away every external factor. Like, cause obviously you have a completely different relationship um, with your friends and with your family, right? Every yeah. Like we can't expect, and I think we do, we can't expect to receive everything from one person. Yes. And I think we've grown up with this mindset that we should. Yeah. Um, and it's actually okay that we can't, that we don't. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, it was like my family had to be like me and had to see me for who I was and celebrate me. But actually, like, why did I, I yeah, I just put so much responsibility on them and it was just so was not not their place or the case or like yeah they didn't need to do all that that actually I think it's and there's something so magical about having someone who is outside of your personal world as such seeing you holding you celebrating you showing you what's possible um yeah just opening up your mind to a whole new way and of living and being and feeling and yeah all of that juiciness yeah because they're there for you as well yeah like they're they're wholeheartedly there for you and there's they're actually looking at it. Um, they're looking outside and yeah, right? they're, they're not taking in anything else that is going on in your life. It's just what you're what you're sharing. They're just they're just holding you in that space. Yeah, so powerful. Anyway, thank you for sharing that. I, I loved that little tangent. So juicy. Um, did you want to share something else on that same one, or shall we move on to the next question? I think I interrupted you there. Um, I can't even remember what the question was. Okay, well, moving on, moving on. <laughs> wasn't important then <laughs> so next question is what does inner confidence mean to you mm. what does inner confidence mean to me I am a huge believer that confidence is a byproduct of courage oh love it yeah so basically this this question to me is all around courage because mm. I believe that most people aren't just confident they're not just confident, right? It takes courageous steps to build on that confidence. And so, yeah, the the self, um, that self-confidence to me is really just me showing up courageously every single time, even when I'm scared shitless, yeah. even when it's really uncomfortable and just doing that scary thing because every time I know it, every time I experience doing that scary thing, I become more confident from it. Yeah, totally. Just like we were talking about, like um, being on stage, just so many multiple examples in my life. But yeah, just choosing courage, choosing courage over fear and really allowing myself to build that confidence in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, Inner confidence. What else does it mean? It means fully trusting myself. Yes. Fully trusting myself. And also along those lines is knowing that I am always supported, knowing that I'm mm. always supported by like my, my spiritual cheer squad, my higher self, 
will always have my back. Um, even when I don't feel like I, I have that confidence, it's trusting that I do. It's trusting that I'll be held in that space um, by so many things that I physically can't see in this world. Yeah. Um, so just coming back to that time and time again, I think that's what, yeah, that's what that means to me, I think. Love that definition. Thank you so much. What's one thing your inner critic used to tell you all of the time that you can now see as just total BS? This question is, this this question, I love it for multiple reasons, but also something that my inner critic still says to me. And I think um, I'm kind of one of those people that, uh, I'm again, again, going back to a Leo, I have a huge ego. <laughs> I have... I, I have a lot of inner critic thoughts, but um, something that I have grown up with and continues to to grow with me. I feel like have you heard the um the saying, another level, another devil. Yeah, yeah. So I just believe it's another level, same devil. Yeah. It just it just it just changes with um what you're doing. So my story is I'm not articulate enough. I'm not articulate enough. As I say that, I stumble my words. Um, <laughs> or I'm not smart Thanks enough critic. to yeah, mm. <laughs> to um, do X, Y, Z, to speak on a podcast or to yeah. run my own business or do whatever that looks like. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not articulate enough to do that. And so that's a story that I have uh, worked with a lot over the years. Um, and it's definitely dulled down for sure. It's definitely dulled down. But I feel like it's one of those stories that will always kind of be there just nagging in the background but at the same time like I if I come back to my truth if I come back to who I am it's like okay no sweet like we've got this yeah like you can do this you are articulate enough you can you can share your voice in this way yeah totally yeah love it thank you for sharing that and also just that it it pops up in different ways or just slightly different versions of the same thing in different levels so thank you for sharing your humanness and and the reality of it all because it's it's so true Mm. Um, what's one piece of advice you'd tell your younger self? Oh, the first thing that drops in when you said that was it's okay to be exactly who you are in this very moment. Oh, love it. So beautiful. And just, yeah, yeah, just know that you are enough, even when the world tells you you're not. Mm. That's so beautiful. Yeah, love that so much. It's yeah, just what I'd say to a little Kylie. Gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> if there was one message, one piece of wisdom that you'd like to impart with the world and the lives that you'd touched, what would it be? Mm. What would I say? No one is you, and that is your power. I think. I, and I see this so many times with clients. It's like, I can't do this because somebody else is already doing it or I'm not good enough for this or whatever that looks like. But ultimately, people want you. Mm. Like, whatever, whatever it is in life you're doing, people want you. People want your energy. They are drawn to your energy and your presence. They are coming for you. And that is your power. Right. So beautiful. I think we forget that 
we're allowed to be human. We're allowed to just show up as our whole self and just own the shit out of our weirdness. Yeah. And if we don't, we're missing out and so many other people are missing out. <laughs> right. I think there's so much, like, that is where our magic lies. Yeah. That is literally where our magic lies, is in our weirdness, in, in the quirkiness, like, all of these things that we are hiding from the world Yeah, is what the world is craving. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Love that so much. What a beautiful message and what a beautiful way to wrap up this conversation. It's been so, so good. Is there anything else you wanted to share before before we close out? Um, what else do I want to share? I think I'm gonna ask ask you to share where you, where the listeners can come find you because you're amazing. <laughs> but anything else? Any other juicy stuff? <laughs> I think um it just comes back to and I th- I feel like I've said this a few times, is just coming back to trusting that trusting your own inner wisdom, trusting that, trusting that you hold all of this power within you, you hold all of this power within you, it's already there, you don't have to seek it externally, Um, and it's just a matter of coming back to that trust every time, every single time when you feel that self-doubt, when you feel that inner critic, when you feel any of that, it's just coming back to, okay, knowing that inner knowing because I put money on the fact that you already know that deep down you know that right Mm. it's just a matter of okay let's let's actually start trusting that start trusting it yeah yeah oh so good so good we're so aligned I (laughs) couldn't agree more (laughs) totally totally so lucky last where can the audience the listeners find you where do you hang out online if they want to get in touch Yes, come play. I spend most of my time over on Instagram. So my handle is at Wilding Feminine Co. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you head to my Instagram page, uh, basically you're going to see a lot of different phases of me. <laughs> all, all of me. Um, but also if you head to the link in my bio, you can also download uh, your free 28-day journal guide to connect with your cycle. So if you'd like just Amazing. love this conversation and you want to like tap into connecting with your own or anything like that, go download it. Um, it is free and it is yours. So yeah. And I'd just oh, love beautiful. to come connect on Instagram. So mm, come play. It's so fun, isn't it? Instagram. And what a beautiful resource. I love that so much. So, so generous of you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Already, my love. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and thanks for spending some time with us. Mm. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. And yeah. I just can't wait for everyone to hear this goodness. Mm. So, so needed. Thank you for sharing your, your wisdom and your energy. You're welcome. Big love, beauty. Wasn't that epic? For all of the details and things we talked about in today's show, you can check them out in the show notes, and that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast. And if you can think of anyone who would really benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review in iTunes so that we can get this podcast out to even more humans and create a ripple effect throughout the world.